What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Welcome to another episode of It Is What It Is, 8bit.net's news and current affairs podcast. Each and every week, we bring you all our takes on all the news you need to know about. I'm your host, Jack Cruz, and joining me this week, author of The Spy and the Maven, all-round good guy, Jesus is his homeboy from putting in work, it's my dear friend, John O'Peck. What's going on, Jack? It's good to be here. It is. It's good to be here. That was quite the intro. Twas. Thank you. Twas. I need to put some. I need to put some love into it. I've been a bit slack on the intros as oh. of late, so put a bit of thought into that one. Thanks, appreciate it. No, it's, it's good you know, to be. I... It's good to know that uh, I'm worthy of thought. You, of course, you are, John. Of course, you are. How are you, my friend? It's been five episodes since you've been on. Longer in time because we had a little bit of mm. a break over Christmas. How how's how's life in John O'Peck's world? It's pretty good. I just had a couple of weeks off, which was really refreshing mm. and productive. We what did up, you do? Went up to your old neck of the woods in Eden, New South mm. Wales. Road tripped that. up there and checked out a lot of beautiful beaches and walks and that kind of thing. The Sapphire um, Coast, they call it, Jono. Yeah, I did hear beautiful. that a couple of times. Beautiful I can see why, because the, the water's just like crystallizing. It's magical. Mm, Absolutely it magical. Yeah, I lived in Eden when I was a very young boy. Um, you went to my old house. I did. On Street. I did. I knocked on the door and I said, Jack used to live here. And they said, <laughs> and they chased you are away. You selling <laughs> Jack Daniels? <laughs> I said, uh, no, never mind. You didn't really knock on their door, did <laughs> no. you? I was gonna say no, that would be pretty weird. Like that would have been weird. You know, I'm I would have appreciated of, it. But... Yeah. 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 Anyway, it was it was good fun. Good to, mm. good to. I like to connect with uh, my friends' past in mm-hmm. some way. Visiting <laughs> old, old, uh, old. You know hangouts and that kind of thing but yeah yeah the, yep. the whale museum i'm sure you had a lot of school excursions it's just about the only place we ever went on school excursions <laughs> was the whale museum yeah it's, i remember the whale museum though. i enjoyed yeah. that yeah yeah no it's good it's like the like eden is like a it's like a whale watching town so mm. like that's so we had like you have the whale museum and then so i forget what time of the year but it might even be like like just leading into spring or summer it's like they have the whale festival it's yeah. basically like a big carnival and all that and whale watching tours etc and so on um but yeah so yeah the whales is yeah they, they hang their hat on the whales let's just put it that way that's good hmm. yeah and how about yourself yeah i've been good been um just working you know doing being an adult and stuff looking after my kid um watching a bit of netflix and stuff finished you last week what do um, you think I really liked it. I really liked it. I found it's cheesy, myself, though, isn't it? It was in some parts. I I, I found it like yeah. It's some, there was a couple of things that like we can talk about it off here because I don't want to spoil it. But there was one episode where it ends. I'll just say like it ends in the park. Mm. You know the one I'm yeah, talking about. I do. And I'm like, oh wow, what a massive development! And then the next episode, I was like, wait, what? They just negate it, kind of. Yeah, it was kind of like, wait, what? Like. How, how but like it just didn't make any sense mm. um it's so very soapy yeah it's very soap yeah. opera in, in its in, even in, it's it's made like a modern drama but it's still got a lot of soap yeah, but even like yeah like only in parts though that was the frustrating thing for me mm. was like that was like really intense and cool and like creepy for like big parts and then i had the like, weird shit like that i was like yeah. come on that's there's, a bit too much there's something that really bothered me and it's a small mm. thing but it really bothered me and it was the fact that she's 
in this, this isn't a spoiler, but she's in Manhattan, you know, Mm. one of the busiest... Oh, and she just has her windows open all the time? She's in the busiest city in the world on the bottom floor, (laughs) and she has her windows open, and she's constantly sleeping with, you know, her boyfriend or her partners or whatever, so that people can just literally look at her from the street, and it's never this... I never refer to this as anything unusual. Yeah, <laughs> There's no like shame or anything. It's like she's just getting that changed is, and shit. Yeah, yeah it's just yeah. like okay. I found that egregious. Also. You're looking for stalkers. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, I really liked it. The ending was good. Um, it it didn't end in a way where I felt like a little like I didn't like. I always find like a lot of shows let you down right at the end, hmm. and this show didn't. Like I thought it was like a good ending that I didn't see coming. Um, and then, um, or the very, the very, very last thing, I was a bit like, yeah. Um, but mm. mostly it was, I really loved it. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Um, I thought Joe is a fantastic character. Like, what a, what a fucking yeah. psychopath. It's, um, um the, the thing that's probably the most interesting about it is how you start off with this creepy, stalkery mm. character, but then somehow you start to empathizing relate, with him. Yeah, relate yeah. to him, empathize with him, want him to, like, <laughs> win this woman's affection yeah, and it's I like know. wait a second this you have to keep reminding yourself that this guy's yeah. a monster there's times where i'm just like oh poor joe and i'm like wait no he's not a good guy <laughs> he's a bad guy yeah it's the power of perspective it's, it's yeah. really a lot like the nature documentaries when you watch you know the lion and then you want the lion to get the gazelle mm. and then if you're watching it from the gazelle's perspective you're like run away get away yeah you know? yeah absolutely and that's really um, what it was yeah the that's lion. a way to put it he is the lion the line yeah it was good but i really enjoyed it um and then i bi- over the weekend i binged the umbrella academy you watched the um, whole thing i watched the whole thing i finished the last episode last night Jeez. so i started it on when did i start it started it like saturday yeah. no would it be saturday night Fuck, i don't know how did, when did i start it might have been I, I wouldn't it have been it saturday yeah it would have been saturday yeah so i started it like saturday morning like watch the first because i was just, i was like finished you on Friday night. That's right. I finished you on Friday night. And then I'm like, all right, I'm going to start a new show. What am I going to watch? I was going to watch The Russian Doll because I thought I can mm. binge this in a night because it's like eight 30-minute eight, yeah. episodes. But then I saw like... I turned on Netflix and I saw the ad for this, um, The Umbrella Academy. I was like, wow, this looks dope. Ellen Page and stuff. And I'm like, oh, cool. And, and so I just jumped in, watched like the first couple of episodes. I'm like, yeah, I'm hooked. Uh, and then like came home, watched like another three saturday night and was halfway through through sunday and then watched four episodes on sunday and watched the last one last night yeah i had never heard of the comic and no neither it's um just yeah really good show really Mm. well made and Mm. not knowing anything about it makes it 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 reminds me kind of of heroes like the tv show Mm -hmm. that was on 2000 like three four five or whatever it was Mm -hmm. uh and just that yeah it's like oh it's a superhero story and it's not Superman or Spider-Man yeah. or you know, yeah, exactly. Daredevil or X-Men. It's something yeah. else. Yeah, it's and that different. makes it feel kind of kind of exciting. Mm. Don't know where it's going. But mm. I'm about halfway through it, I think. Join mm. it. It's great. Watched oh, all of Russian Doll. That was interesting it, too. Yeah, you I've should check pe- that out. Yeah, I've heard, that, I'm going to watch that next. I heard people really like that. Um, I think... Um, so, I'll, I'll be interested to talk to you when you finish The Umbrella Academy because there was something... I want to talk to. You. I won't say anything whether it was good or bad, but there's something okay. at the end that I wanted to. Well, in the last episode specifically, where I wanted to discuss with you, but we can sure. talk about that. You want you watched it and you thought I want to discuss this with Jono. Well, yeah, I just wanted to talk about it with or someone. Just but generally, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, and so and I know you're watching it, so we can talk about it together. Um, Sounds good. 
but it's because it's in the last episode i didn't want to like go on twitter and be like oh this thing annoyed me because people <laughs> are just still watching it and stuff and it's a brand new show it's only been on netflix for a couple of days so um yeah, yeah. you know using that that uh discretion you know what i'm saying with the mm-hmm. spoilers you know i feel about spoilers johnny good man i'm very yeah. now johnny first bit of news mm-hmm. we're on patreon now yeah yeah the 8-Bit Collective, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know, we have ventured into the realm of Patreon. If you don't know what Patreon is, it's, it's not exactly crowdfunding, it's not exactly a subscription service, but it's something kind of in the middle where basically mm. you have um, content... Cre- it's a platform that gives content creators an ability to, um, I guess, make money off the content that they make and people can subscribe to the channels and you get perks and all those kind of things. And Jono, tell, tell, tell the ladies and gentlemen about about what yeah. Patreon means to the 8-Bit Collective. Well, basically for 8-Bit, it's a way that our audience can support us, help us grow, improve. You know, it, 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 it would be deceitful to say that it's not nice to make some money back because we put some money into it. And, you know, we have fees, hosting fees, website fees, mm-hmm. design fees that we'd love to see covered for uh, Brendan, who's the head of 8-Bit and has a lot of that on his own, coming out of his own wallet. But beyond that, yeah, it would be great to see this growth and just be able to put more of our energies and resources into this, which, you know, having some financial support is obviously going to help. So mm. that's the idea. It's it's really about supporters being a part of it with us and getting something back. So there's a lot of rewards and perks for people who want to get involved from $1 right up to, I think, $20 a month. Mm-hmm. And that involves things from just getting early access to the 8-bit cast, which we're both going to be part of, which is a conversational podcast Correct. Uh, with different members of the 8-bit collective, uh, right up to like exclusive merchandise, extra entries into swag giveaways. And there's even like a really cool, um, some kind of design that we're getting made up that's going to have different avatars. And if people support at a certain tier, they can get themselves animated into that as well mm. and be part of... I guess history with uh, the Eight Bit Collective. The mural is that the is that mural that mm. sounds yeah digital mural. I think we've called that one, but yeah. So there's some cool stuff there. So if you've got some loyal listeners out there, I know that there are some people that are in through thick and thin, and hopefully mm. you can um, find right a, do- a dollar a month to to help us do what we do better. Absolutely. And feel, and that's, feel better about it. <laughs> and that's all that we would ask. I mean, you know, whatever you can spare, a dollar is, it would, you know, it's more like, for me, it's it's more obviously about covering the the, the costs that, that yeah. it is to run 8-bit for Brendan and, and the crew, etc. But like knowing that there's people out there that value the content that we create at such a level that they contribute, you know, their hard-earned cash to the to mm-hmm. that, you know, endeavor is, you know, it's really special. So, um I'm really excited about it. We've hit our first stretch goal, which means you get two episodes of the 8-Bit Cast a month. Yep. And, um, you know, we're hoping to hit the next one, which means we get the, the 90s comedy review podcast, which yes. should be very exciting. Um, it's going to be I'm, fun. Was Half-Baked in the 90s? I thought that was a 2000 movie. 98, I looked up. Was it really? How high was 2001, I think. Ooh, surely we can squeeze so. how high in. <laughs> Come on, uh, Johnny. Do me Maybe, a solid. Uh, I think they have to be classics, and I don't know if that one quite registers. Mm, I don't know. I reckon it does. But, you know, exciting times. So you head can on start over- your own podcast for that one. <laughs> I'll, just do the, I'll just do like a in Let's review. Do a, for like a stoner, a stoner movie Ooh, podcast. That's not a bad idea. Stoner, movie in review, stoner movies and reviews. <laughs> uh, no, I left that life behind a long time ago, Jonathan. Yes, so. yes. 
I'm sure you did. Um, as did you. As did you. <laughs> 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 joking, joking. Everyone knows John is a good boy. Um, but yeah, so if you do feel like contributing, ladies and gentlemen, you can go to www.patreon.com slash we8bit mm-hmm. um, and check out the different tiers, the perks. Um, like I said, any, any amount you can um, offer is greatly appreciated. If not, obviously, you can support us in any other way. All the content that you listen to now will continue to be free um, for your listening pleasure. And you can support us in other ways, retweets, subscribes, iTunes reviews, etc. So, all of that, um, yeah, obviously. Yeah, all helps. Yeah, absolutely, it does. Now, Jono, mm. you have some thoughts that you wanted to cover off on a couple of topics we spoke about last week. Yes, I was listening to my good friends Tom and Jack last week That's on me. this very podcast and I was like, I feel like I should be in this conversation because I have things to say, but I couldn't. Huh. So, instead huh. of just randomly dropping them into a group chat, I thought I'd bring them up here. Uh, so, th- they're just a couple observations. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's They're going to be non sequiturs really because it's last week's news. But yeah. the first one was uh, talking about Liam Neeson. You know, mm-hmm. we had the topic about some of the terrible things that he did in his younger years or Correct. one of the terrible things I guess he did which was to he basically admitted that he was uh, walking around looking for a black guy to beat up because of a terrible thing that happened to one of his friends Correct. and everyone's saying it's racist and you and Tom had a bit of a chat about whether it was racist or not and mm-hmm. the thing that I feel like has been overlooked in this is the fact that he brought this information up himself like it wasn't mm-hmm. someone uncovered an interview from 20 years ago or mm-hmm. you know something like that he was openly bringing this information to light for the purpose of showing how it was wrong mm-hmm. and that he had grown from that and i feel like the people that were criticizing him kind of missed that part of it it wasn't like he was saying this is something i did he was saying this is something i did and it was terrible and i feel like this like i feel like that should be applauded in some ways because it's easy to do something terrible and just hope that no one ever finds out about it, but to actually admit it, confess it, and you know, use it as a learning experience, I I, th- I think that's what he was trying to do. And if it is, I think that that's actually quite a good thing. What do you think? Mm. I didn't I didn't totally see it from that perspective. I can see where you where you're coming from with that. Um, I felt like he was like it was almost brought not it was brought up in a way because the subject of the conversation was they were talking about like how his films are all based on like revenge mm-hmm. and murder and stuff and he kind of brought it up as like oh how do you how do you take um, you know I think the, the how it came up and correct me if I'm wrong but it was sort of like you know how do you draw from things to get that persona or whatever and he started right. talking about things that happened to him in his youth and that and I do like I do get what you're saying in that um, you know he you know he's and he. I think it's commendable. I don't know if he should be applauded for it because it is a like a inherently, and I still believe it was an it is was an inherently racist act to do that. Um, I think so too. Yeah, mm. but um, I mean more than just the fact that he's it, like admitted that it was the wrong it, thing. It, yeah, oh, like absolutely. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Um, and yeah, I, I agree with that part of it. Do I don't think he needs to be applauded for it. I think it's commendable sure. um, that he's admitted it is wrong and that he yeah that he brought it up. Like he's he's brought it up but yeah i don't um uh, i'm still like i'm not like i will never i will not this for me isn't like a make or break thing like this isn't like a oh i can like i can't listen to lost profits anymore but i can still watch you know a liam neeson movie as 
poor as they are these days, like I can still go back and watch Phantom Menace, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but well, he's not that person. Like, no, exactly. I think that's yeah. the whole point. And yes, applaud is a very strong word that I mm. probably shouldn't have used, but that's fine. I think the the idea that he's voluntarily offered this information mm-hmm. as a means to explain something about his mm-hmm. past is, mm-hmm. you know, we've all done terrible things when we were, you know, 18, 19, 20, Jack. Mm. Is that right? Yes, <laughs> yes that's true. And Correct. you can very oh, easily... Know, terrible things. <laughs> we've done things, things that... We've might have treated people badly or, you yeah, know, yeah, we've yeah, done no, things that we shouldn't I've done, have. I've or, done plenty of stupid things. Yeah. yeah. But you could very easily keep that to yourself and never tell anyone and true. no one would know. But true. if you were to actually, you know, in the right opportunity, bring that up, I think that that's mm. quite a brave thing to do and say, I, I was so terrible... It's a very vulnerable thing to do. Brave, but- stupid, six of one half. Does he? <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, maybe he just put his foot in his mouth and Possibly. shouldn't have said anything. I don't know. But that, I, I just feel like the way people reacted was kind of overlooking the fact that he wasn't he wasn't caught out. He was actually yeah offering this anyway. Yeah. That's that was that. No, uh, the good. other the other thing might be a bit more of a quick hitter, and that was mm. when you were talking about Donald Trump's um, State of the Union. You were saying how impressed you were with the way that he was speaking and the way that everyone was actually like seemingly in approval of him. Mm-hmm. And it just made me think like, well, hold on, maybe this is actually just a reality that we don't see from our perspective. Like mm-hmm. we often just see the people making fun of him, obviously mm-hmm. the people who dislike him immensely. We've got a, probably being in the more of the nerd culture, entertainment, games, media world, it's a lot of left-leaning individuals. Uh-huh. There's not many out there Trump supporters that would be in our, you know, spheres. And if they are, it's usually like a very notable thing because it stands out. Mm-hmm. So I just thought like, oh, well, maybe that's just a sign that he's not as disliked in his own country as it seems. And that applause that you seemed surprised by might actually just be a suggestion that that's the case over there but i saw people that i know don't like him applauding (laughs) (laughs) well that's the thing like i'm like i know that you hate him why are you why are you standing up and clapping Mm. um that's why it was confusing for me but i i i I take your point and um and maybe you're right you could be yeah you could be we are in we are we do sort of i guess congregate in that more socially Mm. liberal sphere as you put it so um perhaps we uh uh, perhaps we are yeah. maybe just looking from the outside in and um, and he has more support than uh, first uh, thought. Yeah. Jono. Well, I, I was also thinking about if DJ was on that episode, he would have mm. had a lot to say in praise oh, of, gotta of get what him. Trump's up to. Keep forgetting about DJ. So. I've got to get him on. I invited him on the other the other week, but he was um, he was busy. Sure. So, so yeah, maybe get DJ back. Yeah, we've got to get DJ back. Um, Jono, speaking of Donald Trump. Yes. As promised, the Donald Trump declared a national emergency mm. to uh, in order to get funding for his wall. So it's happened. He's he's declared a national emergency. Now there's a lot to unpack here. Um, basically, if if you're not aware, ladies and gentlemen, the the, nas- uh, the, clara- the declaration of a national emergency. Basically, what that does is it gives the president power to dip into funds, um, other air like other monies in the like the a US coffers. economy to, in the coffers yeah to um to pay for something if there's a national emergency um 
Now, I, I was under the, and this is this is all quite fascinating for me. I was sort of under the impression that a national emergency is something like, you know, like, I don't know, 9-11 was a national emergency, hurricane such and such was mm. a national emergency, you know, et cetera, and so on. But there's like 34 active national emergencies in the United States. <laughs> so this isn't like an unusual thing to happen. Um, what is unusual about it is that it's, not generally it's normally used because something is an emergency so the the i guess the precedent behind a national emergency is that something that's so the president needs funds to address an emergency he hasn't got the time to go to congress to go through all that he needs to bypass that step to pay for that and he has the power to do that if there's a hurricane all right we need to take money from the military Mm. budget to give it to um to uh peter or whoever and and you know it's peter isn't it who does that not Peter. <laughs> That's the, like the animal rights agency. FEMA? Is it FEMA? I don't know, man. You, well, the going. national emergency. Just keep anyway. going. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah. The national emergency. You know, Red Cross. Can, yeah, whoever. Yeah, he can. T- Generally, it's not used to bypass Congress for something that you campaigned for. Yes. Um, which is where the contingency of this. A is very l- on a very much ongoing issue. Mm. Everyone knows the issue about the wall. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously. So basically, Donald Trump has declared a national emergency. He wants to get his 5.6 billion US dollars to fund his wall. Um, the Democrats have uh, and and everyone else um, have basically said they're going to fight it. Um, as of this morning, 16 US states have are suing Donald Trump uh, to stop. Mm. him using the national emergency as a way to fund his wall. They're calling it un- unconstitutional. Um, they're saying, quote, it shreds the constitution, which is a very... Um, uh, pa- uh, I don't know, very... It's very visual d- yeah. analogy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, it's a it's a whole thing. Like, even the like a lot of the Republicans are quite split on it. They're not completely on board with it they can yeah. set a worrying precedent that yeah i was gonna say f- future presidents could declare national emergencies just for anything um and and the the the, the basically the the fear behind it all is that you know donald trump's basically acting like he's above the law and he's using his presidential powers in ways that are not intended mm. which is to be fair which he's done since day dot basically um to fund this ridiculous wall that we've been talking about for nine on three years yeah it's like if the if the wall was on its merits important enough and made sense enough to go Mm. ahead then it would just go ahead through the natural channels of Mm -hmm. politics you wouldn't Mm -hmm. need to do this so it suggests that there's you know issues with that and that people have noticed those issues and blocked you know the decision to to build it and this is just his kind of cheat code to get around it but without you know without the support it doesn't feel like it's going to you know for something that's such a long process as building a freaking wall across the entire country (laughs) Mm. i feel like there's going to be enough too many roadblocks to actually stop it from going ahead it doesn't seem like it's yeah possible does it yeah it's not going to get through and this is the other thing like he does these things i'm not sure he fully grasps the realities of the situation (laughs) In that it's yeah. like, you know that you're not going to get away with this. You know that no one's ever going to get... Like, no one's... The, the Democrats and Congress aren't just going to go, um, oh, yep, sweet, you national emergency. I yeah. guess he got us, yeah. Like, they're going to go, <laughs> ah, no, we're going to stop you. We're going to sue you. Like, 
you don't just get to do this. Um, my favorite quote in all that, and I, I would lo- like, I would love to. You know what I, I I'm kind of hoping is this is it's this is a very far fetched thing, but I'm kind of hoping that there's been a TV camera crew following around like Trump and all his staff for the last three years, and that eventually they're going to release oh, like reality, no you know, like keeping up with the Trumps or something like that, like of of his what it's like to be, and it's kind of just like The Office where he just does <laughs> stupid shit, and they all go, oh, "Fucking really again?" So like this is my favorite quote in all of this, and he and he says, and I quote. I could do the wall over a long period of time. I didn't need to do this. And this is in reference to the national emergency. I didn't need to do this, but I'd rather do it much faster. Well, then it's not exactly an and this is end quote. And, and, and it's well, that if you could, if you didn't have to do this <laughs> Why and you could have done it over a long period of time, well, then it's not exactly a national emergency, is it, mate? Like, mm. that's not how, like, and this, and it's funny because this quote, is they're using this exact quote that he used as the, um, I guess, like the pillar of their court case, the um, suing court case, the suing yeah. him, yeah. So, because they're going to go, well, they're arguing that the... So, what they're arguing in court is that the wall is not a national emergency. It's not worthy of the, the mm. you know, the national emergency um, banner. It doesn't fall under that and it yeah. can't. Be, they can't then use the funds for it. And then by him coming out and being like, well, it's not really a national emergency, but I wanted to do it quicker, so I'm just yeah. going to do this. Like <laughs> He kind of just like screwed himself. He screwed the pooch a little bit. Yeah. But. There's a few things that I want to say on this. And the first one is if they were doing a, a TV show like The Office... The moment with him and, and Kim Jong, <laughs> yeah, where yeah, where he just like looks at the camera and he's like, yeah. "What's he? What's he doing?" Yeah, that would have yeah. to be in there. That's great. Uh, secondly, uh, he keeps talking about like the Israeli barrier to Palestine and how like that's a sign that this is going to work and worked for them, so it will work here. Yeah. That wall's like seven hundred kilometers. You know, yeah. pretty big. Yeah, American Mexico border is four, like three and a half thousand kilometers. That's like the 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 width of Australia from north mm. to south. So yeah. it's not really an apt comparison. I know that the resources of uh, America are much greater than Israel, but just the practical like act of building this wall across so many different people's land is just like mm. from the first time he mentioned this. It's never gotten less ridiculous to me, anyway. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I said well, was going to say is how, you know, declaring a state of emergency for something like this, and you know, you mentioned there's 34. I don't know what those are, but it's kind of a slap in the face to a lot of ongoing issues that haven't been given that attention. Hmm. You know, you look at just even um, the crisis of, of violence and unemployment and and um, shootings and that kind of thing that happened in suburbs like Inglewood in, in Chicago. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, every weekend there's like four people shot and killed. And it's like, it's, that sounds more like an emergency to me. I don't know. Yeah. Like that's, that's something that affects everybody. Like all, all, all those people that affects are Americans. It's people who are in that country who are hurting and need some attention. Mm. They need some, a system to change for them to get a, a better lifestyle, better way of life. This just doesn't seem to to fit the bill to me. And it, it also feels like something where, like you said, even people on his side could probably look at this and say, actually, if we do this, you know, whoever's elected after Trump, if it's, you know, the other side, mm. then they'll have free reign to say, oh, 
state of emergency yeah. gun control you know yeah exactly yeah and then absolutely. we lose our guns you know yeah. so yeah, yeah. I, I can see this just falling flat and being gone from the headlines quite quickly but who yeah. knows I hope so. I do hope so because it is it's just it is a bit of a slap. Like it's just, and it's just an on another sort of add to the pile of petulant, ridiculous things that this man has done as the president of the most powerful country in the world. And I still like at most days. I still like when I think about. It, I'm like I can't. I can't. Still can't even believe that this is a thing that happened. Like that this is the yep. man. I, I want to know. Kind of like, at least it's been entertaining, Jono. Like well. let's be. It's because given it, me. It doesn't affect us, so yeah, it's well, fine it kinda, for us I mean, to say it, that. It, it kind of does, like in. in you it's know, not our lives, though. Like, n- not yeah, not directly, but like no. we are still sort of affected by it. It's given me a lot of material. Let's be honest. <laughs> I, I can't imagine the show would have had a lot to yeah, go off. I was going to say, what would Hillary this show was look in... like if mm. you hadn't talked about U.S. politics? It would be yeah. a very different show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, he's definitely made politics interesting. That's for sure. Chono. Mm. Um, we had our um, our first, I guess, notable celebrity death this uh, for 2019 in the past week. Did we? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to uh, just grab your, grab your drinks. And, uh, Paul went out for the homie Oppie, the opportunity Mars Rover, who yes. was declared dead by NASA last week. Uh, back in June, on the 10th of June, Na- NASA lost track and communications with the Mars Rover after a planet-wide dust storm that sounds... Horrible planet-wide dust storm. Um, final community, and this is the heart. This is heartbreaking. The final communication received from Oppie on June 10 was, "My battery is low and it's getting dark." Is that just not brutal? Oh, is that it's not? Like, br- it's like Wally, isn't it? It just makes me think of uh, the cute little robot. And I saw the beautifulest little cartoon about this guy. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you saw it on social media, but it was like him saying i can't wait to go home and then he reaches the end of his you know time that he's meant to be scanning everything and mm. we can't bring him back obviously so mm. he just thinks oh maybe i'm not doing a good enough job so he keeps scanning keeps Aww. searching and then you know thousands of days go past and like the last frame of the comic strip was like earth or i guess humans have populated mars and there's just like a little memorial where like around him it, it's it's still dirt underneath him and everything else is like grass and concrete and everything <laughs> oh poor Oppie. Uh, yeah poor one out he for did, the homie ladies and he gentlemen. did well he did well uh so he landed on so the opportunity rover landed on mars january 24th 2004 um among other things um he confirmed i guess one of the greatest you could you would you would call it the, one of the greatest scientific discoveries of all time when he um uncovered that there was once flowing water on mars like he and we're refer- yeah, we're referring to him as a he. Like even though he's a, it's a robot. They they NASA. This is NASA named him Oppie and and referred to him as a he. Um, but this yeah, this is like this was kind of sad. Like the way that people were getting like I was I was reading a lot about this and watching the reactions online and people were legitimately like oh we lost we lost poor Oppie. Um, his mission has ceased. Um, but it's a you know like there'll be. There'll be ro- more rovers and etc. to come, and um, I guess it's just a like a f- end to a footnote of a really I guess um, incredible, important scientific mm. you know milestone in, in the human race. Like this is the you know this this machine walked on another planet. Um, so yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Mm. 
and you know planet-wide dust storms i'm not i'm not going to mars <laughs> no I, well, I saw that and i was like that kind of sounds pretty sucky like yeah planet-wide dust storm I mean, i've been sure in if, a dust storm and it's not nice <laughs> no no doubt i mean i'm sure like you'd be fine if you're indoors you'd be okay i'm sure they'll have things yeah but i'm like that sounds kind of sucky like we're not gonna be hanging out on the surface much if there's planet-wide dust storms no. um what does that say about the rest of the planet but yeah so i just wanted to touch on that quickly um the Mars rover gave us some, like if you go and um, if the, you can check out the Twitter, which is at Mars rovers and um, have a look at some of the photos that uh, Oppie has transmitted back to um, earth of the red planet and some things. And it's pretty incredible. Like it really, Mm. it really is incredible. So um, yeah. RIP to Oppie. Yeah. Um, Thank you for everything. And, uh, We'll see you on the other side, my friend. We'll see you on the other side. There's there's like suburbs of Geelong where I don't get any phone service, but somehow NASA's sending photos back from Mars. I know, right? That's just incredible. <laughs> I know it's not like 4G or whatever, but it's still they're whatever good. the technology is. It's it's crazy. They're good quality. They're good quality. Mm. Uh, Jono, mm. the cull of the Marvel Netflix series is, has continued and I guess it's concluded yeah. now uh, with Jessica Jones and the Punisher being cancelled by uh, Disney-owned Marvel. So this ends the five-year agreement that Netflix had with Marvel for those uh, original Marvel shows. Obviously, we had Daredevil. Um, we had Jess- Jessica Jones was the first, wasn't it? No, Daredevil. Daredevil was and then Jessica Jones, yep. yeah. So Daredevil, Jessica Jones. We had Luke Cage. We had... Um, was there an Iron Fist one? Yes. Yeah, yeah, Iron Fist, uh, the Defenders, obviously, and Punisher. Um, mm-hmm. So the five se- five series all had different, um, you know, seasons. I guess it didn't uh, go for five years though, did it? Uh, I think has it has it not been five years? Well, it'll be like five years by the end of it. I, believe. I don't know. I, I feel like it couldn't have been five years since the first Daredevil. But maybe I'm wrong. I feel like it has been. Well, maybe I'm. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'll do um, a quick check. Keep yeah. talking. Um, but anyway, so Netflix have had a five-year deal with Disney that has seemed to have come to an end. They've cancelled the the series, and they um, assumably will all well, assumably these characters, whether on I don't believe that I don't believe personally that it'll be in the forms of what the Netflix characters have been. Um, these characters will, whether it's Netflix versions or new versions, will reappear on the Disney Plus streaming service, which will be uh, coming in later this year. Hmm. Uh, just checked and it was April 2015 when Daredevil debuted. So I guess technically go. by the end of this year. Yeah, it'll be fine. Even though the, sh- the shows have already finished. So it's mm. it's done well, for now. Just, but... Jessica Jones still has a series to come out, doesn't she? Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. aware. Yeah. That's I believe cool. Jessica Jones still has an, uh, her third season to come out. Right. Cool. Yeah. Well, that'll be the end. Yeah. I mean, I, I've watched all of these except for Defenders and the Iron Fist because mm-hmm. it got boring but mm-hmm. <laughs> really enjoyed uh, Daredevil um, Daredevil and Punisher especially and mm-hmm. Jessica Jones like those shows were pretty good mm-hmm. pretty excellent mm-hmm. at, at their best they were great mm-hmm. at their worst they were just kind of eh but mm-hmm. I think what they've done for you know the genre in terms of the, the bridge between the Marvel Cinematic Universe and TV is, is pretty interesting. And I think that that's going to... I think that it 
yeah, the streaming Disney streaming services will have to carry on, if not with these characters, then with others. But mm. I'd be pretty disappointed if this was just like the straight up end of especially Punisher and Daredevil. I think that there's yeah. so much that they can do with them. Mm. Um, and I mean, I, I was speculating today that, you know, it's not that disappointing to hear these cancellations because I've just assumed that they're going to be, you know, starting up again on the new streaming service. But mm. some people don't seem to think that that's the case, but we'll see, I guess. Yeah, I just don't see that happening, um, especially considering these will like these will continue to live in perpetuity um with netflix so the all of the aired seasons will will continue to be on netflix so you can always go back and watch punisher daredevil jessica jones etc um, we know that netflix. though yeah that's confirmed yeah they, they will right. stay on netflix yep yeah. so i can't see disney continuing these and basically all of the the way that the the showrunners that the you know the actors are communicating with the public and with media outlets is that, yeah, this is the end. Like, thanks everyone for the ride. You know, that they've pretty much been told that's it. You're done mm. with these characters for now or forever, I guess. Um, I don't see, I wouldn't, yeah, I just don't see Netf- um, Disney continuing these series with these actors and directors and showrunners. It just kind of, that just kind of benefits Netflix as much as it would be great for the fans that just mm. benefits Netflix. They, they've got that, more like they could use those characters any way they wanted now. Yeah. Um. And in the in the vision that they see fit, you know, they can intertwine them into the MCU. Yeah. They yeah. can have their own spin-off shows that, and they were cursorily tied into the MCU. Like there were references to like the New York attack in Daredevil and those types of things. So mm-hmm. they, I guess, they were I guess cursorily in the universe, but they could officially like tie them in and have, you know, Daredevil be in a MCU movie. Spider-Man movie down the track and same with the Punisher etc like you know that these are things that they could make happen now so um I don't see them using those you know the same like Charlie Cox and um John Barenthal and these actors going yeah forward. I guess I didn't realize that that had been confirmed that that was the end because I just assumed that Disney being was Disney it- had some kind of loophole where they could pull them back or they have enough money that they could say you know what Netflix here's this much cash and we're going to take those shows off Netflix and put them on our streaming mm. service. No, they'll stay Netflix originals. Yeah, they'll stay with mm. Netflix. So, um, Disney will, whatever they create will be theirs to create as they see fit. So, does that make you feel? Do you care? Are you upset? Um, You're yeah, I do actually. <laughs> yeah. I really loved um, John, what's his name? John Barenthal. Barenthal. He is so good as, as the Punisher. It's like mm. the role he was born to play. Mm. Um and I, like, I loved him on Walking Dead as well, but mm-hmm. yeah, like the the third season of the Punisher, oh, second season of the Punisher might might be my favorite. One of my yeah, it's in my top three of all of the those shows seasons. So okay, check it out. Interesting. Please. I so I only ever watched so I watched Daredevil season one. I watched all but the last episode of Daredevil season two, <laughs> and I watched like three quarters of Punisher season one. Um, right. And I just never got back to it. And, I, and like one, maybe one, like, and that's the, that's the beauty of Netflix and these things living there forever is that I can always go back and watch them whenever mm. I want. Um, yeah. yeah. I feel like they, they kind of dipped like last year, mm. all the shows, yeah. and then they've just kind of come back hard. Like Daredevil season three was really good. Mm. And then, yeah, obviously I just mentioned the well, Punisher. Well, everyone so. pretty much universally hated Iron Fist. Um, yeah. And... 
and then like the defenders was so so because it had him in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, that was my assumption. And yeah. then Luke Cage's second season, I only watched like the first episode and just wasn't that into it. Yeah. It's one of those things, you know, there's so much media yeah. out there. Like, this is one of those things where I'm like, I'm not that invested in those characters or the, even like those seasons that those series is where I'm yeah. like, oh no, this is, this is a shame. Like, I'm like, well, I, I, I think there's so much content out there these days that if we lose a couple on the way, like it's not going to be the end of the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a tough thing. Cause there's like, it was kind of genius the way that they did it with its own kind of self-contained MCU like mm-hmm. take the C turn the C into a T MTVU mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because there's no room for these guys in the Avengers like there's too many characters yep. already Agree. so to, to give them their own kind of crossover channel on TV was yeah really cool and it's something that you know there's so many like if if Guardians of the Galaxy hadn't had a, a, a movie that's been a huge success. It's the kind of thing where you could see those more obscure characters pro, uh, popping up on TV. And I hope that, that ne- uh, sorry, not Netflix, Disney still keeps that formula going, even if it's not with the same characters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, X-Men, like an X-Men yeah. TV show, that would be pretty cool. We just need them to buy, like get that Fox deal over the line and then we're good. Yeah. Get the fox deal over the line and we are good. Yeah, give me that. Give me an X-Men. Give me a new X-Men. Who's going to play? Or, yeah. Yeah. Mm. There's yeah. so many things they could do. There's different... Like, that's the thing with the comics is there's so many universes and stuff like we saw from uh, the, you know, Sp- Into the Spider-Verse. Like, yeah. You could just pull any of those stories out into their own ongoing, you know, series. Mm-hmm whether it is a, a different version of Spider-Man or a different version of the X-Men, like this, you can just kind of th- let the creativity flow, I think. And there's enough interest in the genre now that people will give it a crack, even if they have no idea what it is. Mm. Yep, I agree. I agree. Uh, Jono, we've Jack. Been, we have been hacked. Oh, no. Not 8-bit. The Australian government have been <laughs> the victims of a cyber attack. Um, the Australian political parties of Labor, Liberal and the Nationals have all been hacked. Um, the majority of the uh, the cyber attack uh, affected the Liberal and National parties, not so much Labor, but they have been um, hacked. Uh, the, pr- the prime suspect at this stage, while nothing has been confirmed, is Chinese spies. Um, they're probably reacting to uh, the... Um, three-minute-long ads from Clive Palmer that are airing at the moment. (laughs) Um, Authorities have said so far there's no evidence that the hack is intended to interfere with the upcoming election, Uh, but they have also said they have no knowledge of what data was stolen. So that is also concerning. Um, Well, this is fun, isn't (laughs) it, It's like someone breaks into your house and you're like, I don't know what they took. They took took something, something. (laughs) yeah. So um, what they said was that in order to stop the attack to get them out they had to destroy a lot of the and I, and I don't claim to be a um, cyber sleuth or whatever oh, really? but they basically said they had to destroy a lot of the forensic evidence that they would have been able to use to work out where the attack came from to basically stop the attack um, to get the person out of the systems um, so I guess what that means is they would have had to have maybe deleted or shut down the, things or like the, the digital footprints. Yeah. The digital footprints, they would have had to wipe everything to get the person out. And with that is the evidence of where the person came in. Yeah. Um, 
This is con- this is concerning stuff. Like, and then like reading more into it, they're like, you know, they're like, oh, like the government representative, like, oh, you know, a lot of the people working at these political parties are all like volunteers, and they've only got like really small amount of staff, and they've got access to so much information. It's like, well, maybe you should get a couple more fucking staff then, uh, or like. <laughs> Maybe, like, update that Norton antivirus or some bullshit, because that's not fucking cool. Like, sort your shit out. Um, one of the things that I read which was even more frightening was they said that uh, there's we will not know the extent of, of the damage that's going to be caused by this for possibly years, if not decades. I'm like, oh, well, that's fucking good, isn't it? So... Break it down for me, Jack. Break it down. When I think... Degeneration X inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. I saw... Everyone was just talking about China. So, I just... I don't know. Were we expecting everyone except for China to get in? Maybe that's what it was. Who knows? I mean, China... Yeah, thanks, China. I mean, you assume it's China because they've been caught um, attacking Australia before, 2011 and 2000. Oh, we're talking about China now. I thought we were still talking about China. Oh, you're talking about China. (laughs) You're talking about like China with a Y. Did you think I was trying to get back onto the topic? Yeah. No. (laughs) You're like, everyone's talking about China. I'm like, yeah, China is the main suspect. You know, the wrestler. That's why I said Rip. Um, She died, yeah. She did, yeah. Rest in peace. Laurie? Was that her name? Yeah, Laurie. Yeah. Yep. Correct. Yeah. Um. Anyway, back to the original. <laughs> back topic. to the real China. Yes. Um. Yeah. So China are the main main culprits. Um. Mainly because we deal a lot with them, obviously, but also, hmm. um, they hacked us in 2011 and 2014. Um. So like, there's prior, like, and I guess that's the thing. Is like they're always just going to look at China first. China has said that. Hmm. They have urged the media not to, like, you know, to to downplay it because they don't want everyone just pointing the finger at them, which is pretty standard sort of communist country uh, yeah. rhetoric. Um, but yeah, who knows? Like, this to me is concerning because they, like, I mean, <laughs> the 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 concern is the lack of knowledge of what's actually happened. They're like, we know we've been fucked, but we don't know where they fucked us and what they took when they <laughs> fucked us. Like, we woke up, our bum was sore, <laughs> my mouth is a bit dry, like, oh, even my ears got some stuff in it. Like, they... <laughs> what? They've gone in and they've done some shit, but we don't know what they've done. Everything's Man. just kind of fucked up. And that's the concerning thing. And, like... When they when they come when like the government comes out and says oh shit like yeah we got hacked like this is the thing that happened it's it's that bad that we and it's like if it was nothing they would have probably not even said anything but it's obviously they obviously yeah. know what level of information that the um so they've said that the uh, the AEC the electoral commission hasn't wasn't part of it but yeah. who knows um but they obviously know at what level I guess of importance that this this attacker got into mm. and um that is cause enough for concern because they're like oh we know i guess the level in which they got in but we don't know what information they got and right. that could really hurt us and that's like what's coming from their government and that to me is like worrying mm. yeah i feel like the government has a lot of personal data on yeah citizens including you and me and i don't really care about china having access to that because what are they really going to do with it like they're not going to be able to sell us like you know 
I don't know. What, what do they sell over there? They're not, not going to like telemarket us. Or... I got a sweet watch from China for eight bucks the <laughs> yeah. other day. Yeah, exactly. So what are they going to do with that information? I don't know. Maybe they'll try and hack us as well and take Maybe. our credit card details. Who knows? But I guess it's more like the national secrets and mm. stuff that are more concerning. But then again, we do just bundle them up in like filing cabinets and sell, sell them to the off shelf so <laughs> call back to episode three of uh it is what it is um yeah, yeah good point. so we're not that precious about yeah. our national secrets we're we're, we're kind of just mm. like the i was like th- the the guy at the party that you don't have to worry about too much yeah, I feel yeah, like. yeah 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 that's a good point yeah just thinking about it, it's like what would our secrets be though it's like ah, oh, fuck i don't know We've got like it'd, a- it'd be like my secrets when I was in high school, which is like, oh, I saw that guy smoking a cigarette and I didn't yeah, tell yeah, anyone. Yeah. And it's like, oh, we, we know that America did this thing. And we didn't tell anyone. Mm. You know, that, that would be our secrets. Mm. But it's also like the reason that I think they narrowed it down to China so quickly was because everyone else like likes us. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I thought China liked us too. I, I, don't, I don't like knowing that they don't like us, but yeah, no, apparently right. they don't. Yeah. They're like the ones I'm like, oh, I wouldn't fight China. They got a lot of people. Mm, and I reckon they've got some like sick drones and stuff as well. Um, they got a lot of money as well. Um, and Kung Fu. Uh, yeah. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, I think that's a thing. Um, yeah. Hong right. Kong. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, Bruce true. Lee. Yep. Well, Hong Kong, not technically China, but... Oh, come on. You know. <laughs> Since when? it's like pluto i can't keep up with whether it's part of china or not yeah it wasn't then it was Um, but yeah so yeah that's a good point it's like what's our fucking secret's gonna be it's like ah they rigged the 1984 ashes or something yeah (laughs) who knows who knows we have the worst scandals we do (laughs) ute gate (laughs) shoe gate like oh, yes Shoegate <laughs> oh god yeah that was Joyce great. and his like mistress like yeah come on. I know right yeah well I think that's the main well from what like what I'm reading like that seems to be one of the main concerns that it could be used to blackmail ministers yeah. um in which case I say go for your fucking life um <laughs> and so John just to wrap up uh our final story um Activism Bl- Activision Blizzard the uh the world-renowned game Blizzard, Blizzard, whatever. Blizzard, yeah, I think it's Blizzard. Activision Blizzard, the um, renowned, world-renowned game publisher uh, company, uh, announced at its earnings call this week that they, the last twelve months, they've had record-setting profits, and uh, as a result of that, they're laying off eight hundred people. Mm. Uh, in their investor call, the CEO Bobby Kotick said that Activision made $7.5 billion in sales last year and $1.8 billion in profit. However, that was not enough as share prices have been struggling and um, they've had to cut 8% of their workforce. Uh, this is a, a sobering story, Jono, mm. is how I would describe it. It's a, a firm reminder of, I guess, what, what capitalism is, what yeah. it does, and how you know people are affected by this and, and things like this, where big companies, uh, no matter what level, like if you work in a corporate sector, a public trading company, no matter what you do, you are always at risk. I work for a very public facing, very high profile corporate company, and stuff like this happens a lot. 
you have yeah. investors, you have shareholders. If you make $7.5 billion, that's great. If you make $1.8 billion, that's great. But if that share price is going down because of external things, um, then things, you know, things need to be done. And that's unfortunately the reality of the corporate world. It sucks because 800 people losing their jobs is a terrible thing for a company that, and I guess that's the ter- one of the terrible things about capitalism is for a company that made $1.8 billion in profit last year, they had to lay off 800. They still had to lay off 800 people. Yeah. And like laying off 800 people, do you feel like that's the kind of thing that would make the shareholders perk up and go, ooh, saving money? Or is it kind of a sign that if you've got 800 staff to spare, hmm. what does that say about the way things are being run, the, hmm. the future of that company, the hmm. future of its productivity and development hmm. potential? Like it just, it, it's all over bad to me. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so it, 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 it and you hit the nail on the head. It is. It's a. It's a mismanagement of people and funds to have to lay off that amount of people. Eight percent of your workforce, eight hundred people. Um, where they've cut has been from um, PR, um, social media, um, those sort of administrative roles. Not so much the developer yeah. roles. So those were a lot of the people have been let go. Community managers, etc., and so on. Um, that kind of makes sense because this is a terrible PR move. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it's, you could, it's, they, it's like they fired them before they made the announcement because the like this hurts me as as a marketing person because mm. to to be able to turn something that should be positive like this profit into the conversation suddenly being about how terrible this is and you know it's such a bad thing for their public image to mm. cut eight hundred people when they've made a profit. Like I feel yeah. like. Whether it's, it's waiting, it's whether it's waiting. Uh, maybe maybe it's just too big of a hit to take at any point. But I just feel like it's really just you could have done something mm. differently. It's I, just it's just terrible. Yeah, and I think the way that it was delivered in the earnings call was quite cold. Um, there was it was delivered in a way that it was there was no remorse. There was no you know, empathy for these people. It was, it was, they were, they were basically spoken about as numbers. Like, oh, we're cutting, so we're cutting costs in this division. Um, We're reducing, you know, headcount here. You know, they, they referred to these people who have families, you know, who have bills, who have, you know, houses and mortgages as, as, as costs, as headcount, you know. Um, Which is the opposite of a company like, you know, Ubisoft, which is similarly large, Mm. but they make an emphasis to show that, these people like the people who make these games are humans and that mm. they have dreams and hopes and you know mm. passion for what mm. they're doing yeah which is not what you get from a statement like this at yep. all no absolutely not um and it's just disapp- like who, who's gonna want to work there <laughs> like oh of course of course like it's it's terrible it's it's you know it's it's bad like they're losing a lot of value in the share market and have been for the last 12 months um you know another thing that's really piss people off is Bobby Kotick who's the CEO you know he he, he has a 1.75 million dollar salary um, he takes in another 26 million dollars a year in stock and well not in a year but he's, he gets another 20, he has a 20, another 26 million dollars in stock and equity um, you know the CFO um, was given a 3.75 million dollar cash bonus and has another 11.3 million dollars in performance based equity like the the 
the disparity and the, yeah. the you know the gap between those top executives and the the 800 people that they've just you know fired is you know gut-wrenching like these mm. guys earn ridiculous amounts of money and all of these people at the bottom level have been cut um there's a lot of talk that so there was uh, i read an article that that um referenced uh back in 2014 when um the president of nintendo took a pay cut in order to offset losses and save yeah. jobs um and there was a lot of reference i've seen a lot of people referencing back to that and there was an article that i read that basically said that while that is a a good you know it would have been optically a good thing to do from activision it wouldn't have really made a difference and they still would have had to get rid of those 800 people um which is unfortunate yeah it kind of emphasizes the uh you know how great those kinds of gestures are when they've happened in the past i think and yeah, there's kind of i guess there is kind of two sides of this where you've talked a lot about you know the wheels of capitalism turning and the fact is you need to have people making a lot of money to be in those positions because you know we're talking about 800 people getting laid off as a, a business decision that's been made as much as it's terrible that they've done this, it's not like he has just willy-nilly done that. He's made a, a really, you know, tough call as a part of a group mm. that's, you know, beholden to these shareholders. That's not an easy job. That's a hard job. And if it was easy, then we'd all be CEOs, but we're not. No, exactly. And it's not It's not just because they were like, you don't get born into a CEO position mm. um, unless you are born into inheriting a company. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, like I admire, or not admire, I, I appreciate that these people need to have a large pay packet because that's what the, you know, system and capitalism and the, the whole process demands that people are compensated to keep these things competitive and to attract the right people into the role that are necessary to do that work. But yeah, it, it just optically is the word that you used and that's a good way to talk about it is it just looks terrible when they haven't even tried. Like whether it was 800 maybe it could have been you know they might have been able to say we've taken pay cuts so that we only had to get rid of 400 or 600 or 700 like that's still an extra 100 people whose jobs could have been saved if they were you know personally feeling accountable enough to to make a decision like that and I guess you wouldn't expect them to do it, but it's a, a gesture that could have saved the hit that they're taking from the PR perspective, I mm. think. Yeah. Or you just, you know, the way things are, people will complain about it regardless. So maybe they're damned if they do, damned if they don't. Yeah. It's I'm... just a, a crappy situation all around. Yeah. I think I think it is a little bit of a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like, say Bobby Cody goes, oh, yeah, we laid off 800 people and, I, and I've, I've, ta I've taken a pay cut of 500 grand or something. People yeah. would still turn around and say, oh, you're still earning $1.27 million and they'd pick the eyes out of that. You know, I don't think it would make yeah. a difference. And that's probably where, you know, the the as much as it would be a good gesture, in, uh, you know, uh, uh, people would still smash him no matter what. And he probably looks at that and goes, I could... And he's not a stupid man, obviously. Um, yeah. He's going to look at that and go, well, I'm going to take a pay cut of 500 grand or whatever it might be. Um, people are still going to get laid off no matter what what's the point of me taking a pay cut just for that and people are still going to smash me over that no matter what. 
Like I would understand yeah. that. You know what I mean? Like I get that. Um, but yeah, shitty situation. Obviously our thoughts go out to everyone affected by it. it sucks. You know, we know people who work in the games industry. We, you know, we have friends who work in the games industry and, and in lots of industries and anytime anyone's laid off in any situation is, um, is a terrible thing. So sucks. Um, we did have a listening question, a listening question, a listener question <laughs> sent in regards to this one comes from at Sammy Deej on Twitter. And he has a three-part question, Jono. Um, first part, one, how would you like to murder Bobby Kotick? Uh, part two, most punchable face, Bobby Kotick, Clive Palmer, or Ajit Pai? And three, why don't you like me? We haven't talked in ages. Cry face emoji. Um, I'm going to go... So the first... I, I, I wouldn't like to murder Bobby Kotick. Um, I don't envy... Bobby Kotick, the position that he's in, to have to make those types of calls. Um, I don't know that murder is quite a uh, um, necessary you no. know, road to go <laughs> down, but I appreciate you're obviously fired up about it. I don't know if that's going to solve anything either. No, absolutely not. You don't like murder him and then 800 people get hired. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's sorry. like Hydra. You cut the head off, one, two more pop up. Yeah. Um, most punchable face, Bobby Kodak, Clive Palmer, Ajit Pai. Um, I don't know. I, I'd have to say Clive Palmer. Um, I don't even know what Bobby Kodak looks like, so I'm going to Google that real quick just so I can... I, I Googled these three before we started. So, so Ajit, Ajit, Ajit Pai obviously is the um, uh, head of the FCC. Yeah. Or Bobby Kodak, like, even not even on, like, what these guys have done, but Bobby Kodak does have a real punchable face. Yeah. He's the most. I think it's him. He yeah, wins. actually, yeah, he he's does. He's got that yeah. smile, like that kind of weird. Kind of looks like a piece of shit, doesn't he? <laughs> I can't, I, I, I'm okay. Yeah, like I'm more angry at him now that I know what he looks like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's weird. I, I definitely vote for him. Clive Palmer has one of those more like you might want to strangle him. Kind yeah, that jump of the jump of the. Yeah, he's got that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. That must be what um, I'm thinking. And Ajit Pai's just got like a shit-eating grin. So, yeah. um, I'm gonna go with Bobby Kotick. Yeah, cool. Um, he does definitely have a punch. He wins. Face. Yeah, he does. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, and why don't I? What are you talking about, Sammy? I do like you. Um, I've just been busy. I guess I don't know. Why don't you? You don't talk to me. you. Why don't you reach out to me, Sammy? Okay. Why don't you call me? I would like to see the DJ Payne versus Sammy <gasps> Deej rivalry reunited. I think Ooh. it's time for them both to come back we on the podcast. We should have like a special, like a debate segment or something. We've got Ooh. episode 50 coming. This is episode 48 of this show, John. We have episode 50 yeah. coming up. Somewhat of a milestone. Um, maybe we should organize it's a milestone. Special. Yeah, okay. It's yeah, a sure. Milestone. Uh, we'll organize. It's a year to celebrate. Yeah, well, 52 episodes will technically be a year. Um, yeah, but it's been a year since you started. Yeah, sure. You've taken a few weeks off. Yeah, that's true. It's been longer than a year, but anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll work on something. We'll get something for you, for the fans. <laughs> the, uh, the grudge match. The fans. The yes. fans. <laughs> well, making a stretch goal. <laughs> yeah, making a stretch, a Patreon stretch goal. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of It Is What It Is. This has been a product of 8-Bit. You can find all of our content over at 8-Bit.net or search the 8-Bit Collective hashtag on Twitter. And please, if you can, uh, head on over to patreon.com slash we are 8-Bit and lend a hand if you can. If not, 
just follow us on Twitter and, and everywhere else. Um, Jono is at Jono himself. I'm at Cruzy underscore mate. 8-Bit is at We Are 8-Bit on all of the socials. And uh, like I said, if, if you ha- can't spare the dollar, that's totally fine. But if you have enjoyed the show or you enjoy any of the shows on the 8-Bit Collective, head on over to iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever. Give us a subscribe. Leave us a review. It does help get the word about out about us. It helps us be discoverable. It pushes us up in the searches. Um, and we want to get as many ears on our shows as possible. Um, mm. And as always, remember, if you've got any questions for myself or my guests for next week, you can email us at it is what it is at 8bit.net or tweet at we are 8 bit um, when, uh, when I guess we let you know what we're going to be talking about. And Jono. Yeah, yeah. Shout out as always to our wonderful sponsors, Audio Technica, for hooking the 8-Bit Collective up with all the best audio gear in the business. Make sure you go to www.audio-technica.com.au for everything you need in the way of audio gear. They're the bomb. Jono, have you got anything you want to pimp for the kids before we uh, sign off tonight? Uh, yeah, Patreon, as we've mentioned, very important. But otherwise, putting in work this week, with well, last week, I guess I should say, Ali, uh, Miss Ali Hart and Salim the Dream from The Hungry Gamers were on the podcast to talk about their experience with 8-Bit Hungry Gamers and the Patreon itself, which was quite uh, interesting to deep dive into that if you've got thoughts or curiosity about it at all that's a good place to hear all of that and this week of course coming up i've got chris raygun oh uh, really youtube and sacred symbols playstation podcast right. fame on the show so awesome. yeah i had a great chat with chris on the weekend and excited to put that out into the world awesome. this thursday chris Reagan, mm. very cool very very cool well jono it's been an absolute pleasure with talking with you tonight as always until next Likewise. time friends what did you say? Was that sorry? I said likewise. Likewise. <laughs> Until next time, friends. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs>